We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory the washington post hails burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the western world the new york times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another where do we want to go from here experience all new connections so what's the next connection with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com there's a doctor we're going to talk a lot of pga dfs here at osmo.com strategy show charles schwab good tournament good course lot to break down. Of course, we're going to talk about the PGA Championship. I am Ben Reza. I am joined by Jeff Ulrich. Hopping in. Eric is out doing some things. I honestly don't know what he's doing, but he will be back next week. But Jeff, I'm glad you're here because I want to get your takes on all the golf. We're going to talk about that, but I'm not going to derail the show permanently. How do you feel about the Oilers Flames tonight? Oh, I mean, look, this is the most confident I've ever been as an Oilers fan, which is probably a really good sign that you should be betting the Flames tonight. So, uh, no, I mean, like, I, I, I kind of, the Flames are a good team, but they're, they're that shooting from the second line, third line, man, it's been at like 20, 30% all season. I've been calling for it. When those guys slow down, they're going to slow down. Mark's from regressing a bit too. I'm an overconfident Oilers fan right now. You can tell. Probably. Gotta love it. I've been betting the Oilers. We're going to be betting some golf. We're going to talk about a lot of things, maybe some more Oilers talk later in the show. But I do want to start, of course, we just finished up. I mean, it, it was entertaining. It was dramatic. The PGA championship. I wasn't on the edge of my seat, even though late the meltdown for Mito, the playoff with JT, just absolutely fantastic. We were talking a little before the show about how many guys re- when we look back realistically could have posted, you know, just a couple under par on Sunday. I mean, what did you think of Southern Hills and what did you think of the tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think that Southern Hills is like the prototype that the PGA Championship wants to put out, right? Like it, it's a little bit longer course. Um, it's going to reward good tee to green play. You know, if the wind gets up and stuff, it can play really tough. It probably played a little bit tougher maybe than they wanted. But that's that's really the style of course that we see from the PGA Championship, or at least that we've generally seen, right? You know, it's the events where, you know, a guy like Brooks Kapku is really good tee to green. He's probably going to win if he plays good. And, and you saw like these young players come up and realistically have a chance because they're just so good in those areas. Right. So um, played, I I don't mind it. I like this event. I mean, um, I I think that if you want, you know, like the, the kind of more veteran tracks, you look to the masters in the open and then the PGA and the U S open give us a little bit longer venues where, you know, like you've, you just rewards really, really good ball strikers with some power. So um, yeah, I I liked it. I mean, um, I, I saw some people complaining about the conditions early, but like, you know, you can't control the weather either. I mean, it's in May. Yeah. It's going to be cool some years. You, It's either that or August when it's like 115 degrees out. So, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, Oklahoma, you don't want to be messing around with that in the dead of summer. I, no. I, I didn't mind the layout. I didn't mind the difficulty. There, I, I think this is just personal preference. It felt like the hazards were randomly placed. Like it was just like, oh, there's a there's just like a creek on, on this hole for reasons unknown. Um other than that, though, I thought it was a very fair test. 
clearly the guy, most of the players outside uh, Kazire and Ty Hatton, who doesn't like any course, had, had a lot to say that if you drive it in the fairway, you can make birdies. And we saw that. I mean, JT yeah. said as much. He stayed patient. We saw guys like Answer up there, not the longest hitters in the world. And then you mentioned the youth movement, like Cam Young and Will Z, you know, and even Mito, they're vying for their first win and their first major at the same time. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you know, you can't really ask for anything more than that. Right. I think you are, you're right about the, the water hazards. It kind of, it just felt like a little bit too much, like, okay, by the way, also we're going to have this huge rough. And then if your ball takes like one bad bounce, it's probably going to go in the water here. Every, too, so. every drive yeah. on 18, it would be like, Oh, this looks good, but is it going to, yeah. is it about to roll into a creek? Oh, I thought JT's was, was hundred percent too Same. In, in the playoff. Like, oof. and it was fine. That's what I yeah. didn't love. Cause it's like, yeah. I don't know. That was a little weird, but other than that, I mean, again, we get to see some of these big names here. They are in attendance. Other guys, I wish Cantley was playing. I have a lot to say about him, but that will be a future <laughs> show. Anything else on the PJ that you want to get out before we turn the page to colonial? No, it's just, you know, interesting to see like who, who competed. We talked a little bit about it at the top, you know, like Cantley and Berger kind of just flaming out at another major even Rom not doing well. And then Rory, you know, just has to be sitting at home, like watching Justin Thomas, maybe gets motivation from it for the next two majors. I do really think that, you know, St. Andrews could be like the makeup year, you know, when he, when he had to skip it back in 2015 because of the ankle and, and that could be his moment, but you know, I, it's another missed opportunity. Ultimately he's got to just be saying like that could have easily been me if I had just, you know, stayed patient a little and, so we'll see what happens with Rory. He, he looks just so close to breaking through for another major. So, so, so close. I mean, amazing start. And then just typical Rory where he just looks uninterested and then he charges late, but it's always a little too little, uh, too late. But you mentioned, I can't believe that JT is here. More power to him. Scheffler, yeah. Morikawa, Speed. There's a ton of names at the top. But before we dive into them, I want to ask you about Colonial, because if there's one thing that we know is we've seen this course, no matter how long you've been watching this event? They always change the sponsor, Dean and DeLuca, Charles Schwab. It was something else, but it's always at Colonial. So we know the track. What do you do when you have so much course history to look at? Yeah, I liked it when it was just the Colonial, I think, at one point. That, when that's it's just what like, it you know, we're, we're just like so good that our course is the sponsor. That's how good Colonial is. But we've moved, there's too much money involved for them to do that these days. So uh, Colonial is a course that just brings a lot of different styles into play, man. I mean, and, you know, what you see here every, almost every year, is bunch leaderboards, you know, guys within like three or four shots of the lead, you go into Sunday, there's like 15, 20 different people who, when their putter gets hot, could win the event. Um, sometimes we'll see players like break free. I think Justin Rose, when he won in 18 was just like, you know, pretty free and clear, but even him, he was getting chased by some guys getting hot down the stretch. So, um, you know, any course where you've got a list of recent winners with Kevin Kisner, Kevin Na, it, it gives you an idea of like who can actually win here. So, you, you, you take it for what it is, either you, you know, from, from a betting perspective, um, it, 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 I like these events from a betting perspective because it brings the guys plus 4,000 and bigger into range. And for DFS, you know, it, it's, it's the same kind of thing. You can get winners in like a, a 7,900, 7,700 range, and you can kind of dial up uh, the variance with that in, in GPPs and, and just really sort of sprinkle guys in that range or go heavier. So, um, I, I like these courses. It is what they are. Um, it almost makes it tougher, in my opinion, in some ways to, to, to choose between the top players than, than kind of the mid-range. Because the mid-range, you're basically just playing like a, 
you know, like a, not, not a dartboard, but you're just kind of like interchanging some of them and, and go and waiting uh, different players. Whereas at the top, um, you know, if, if you miss at the top, it can hurt you more. So it's true. I mean, I, I like this event as well because I feel like maybe it's just recent winners and I'm using that, but some, some of the events, the weaker events, it's like, oh, well, you know, I like to bet this because you can, you can cash a 200 to one ticket, but it's, you could make a case for 120 guys in the field. It's just absolutely brutal here. We don't have typically like the elites here winning it, but it's not crazy guys that in my opinion, you know, unless you're betting 30 outright, you're never coming up with like you yep. mentioned Kisner, you mentioned not. Nah. Kokrak, he had been close so many times and, and he wins, you know, Berger, very reasonable winner. We've got guys like that. So it's, it's a nice middle range where it's, I wouldn't be stunned to see a first time winner, a guy who's, you know, really solid standing in the FedEx cup, but he just breaks through uh, like the Chris Kirk's of the world, I think are names that are very, very live here. So I like that you mentioned, I mean, do you look to driving accuracy? You, you can be aggressive at times. It's very tight. Uh, how do you break that down in terms of what you think the skill set is? Yeah, the skill set for me is, I mean, like, again, just looking by past winners, guys who do well here. I mean, it's still, you know, it's it's just, it's like we, we talk about all the time with these tighter cores. It's just very approach driven. But what you do off the tee here matters in the sense that, yeah, like you can't be so terrible that, you know, you're, you're, you're just leaking strokes. Even, even guys like Kisner and not typically had pretty solid driving weeks where they were finding a lot of fairways. So I wouldn't necessarily be hyper bullish on guys who were like, you know, losing strokes off the tee necessarily. You want guys who are at least striking the ball well in that regard. I don't think you need them to be dominating, but um, you know, off the tee Kokrak last year, I know just had an amazing week where he was just, like you said, he was aggressive. He found a ton of fairways. So you know, a player like that, if, if they get in a groove here, can certainly dominate from that perspective. But it, it, it's, it's hard to find that, right, as well. Like, I mean, you know, Kokrak was probably the outlier in terms of strokes gained off the tee. He also gained five strokes putting and on approach, right? So um, that's probably the, the, the things that I would focus more in on. Looking for guys who are trending with, with like, uh, you know, obviously in the approach, but also looking for those spike putters this week. I, I hate looking at putting stats, but at the very least, I just want to know that a player has the ability to gain like four strokes putting, you know, at some point and, and is more realistically going to do it. Like you don't want to cross the Will Zalatoris of the world off, but you know, like five of the past six winners here have gained over five strokes putting. And I, I just don't know if Zalatoris and, you know, a couple other players like that have that in their game right now. So it's something to consider this week. It's not something that you need to worry about overly much, I guess, but it, you know, when, when you're really starting to pare down, I guess you got to kind of think about it. No, it, it's true. We're going to talk about some guys. I guess you don't have Grio on the outright card then. <laughs> Tough scene from a man. but That was the first thing we were going to ask you. I was going to ask you. Is this a Grio? He's made two cuts in a row. He's, he's gained like 25 strokes on approach. <laughs> okay. Bryson is out. Johnny Hu is in, apparently. Appreciate that chat. I wasn't really interested in Bryson anyway, no. so that just makes my decision that much easier. All right. We're going to go to the top, but before we do, you see it on the screen. Our friends at Yahoo Fantasy powering the show. They've been with us the whole year. And if you haven't been over there, there's still plenty of golf left. We've got a couple majors and plenty of tournaments. We've partnered up with them. You can get the limited time offer. You're going to get one free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum, which covers you for all the tools that we have for golf, but not just golf, NHL, NBA, when, you know, NFL, when college football, when it comes, depending on when you do it, we have everything that you want, all the sports going on. All you have to do, if 
you're new to Yahoo, you sign up, deposit, and play with that first-time deposit and paid contest entry, you'll be eligible. They will send us your information. You get that free month, and you get on Yahoo to play those golf contests. Unique structures, easy pricing. I've been a fan. I've been playing more over there. Definitely something to check out. Now, we've got Scheffler, Thomas, Morikawa, Speed, Wilsey, Hovland. You've got six names north of 10K. You're probably going to be able to double up if you want to go very aggressive. But when you look at the top of the board, you mentioned how important it is going to, to get these guys right. Where are you drawn this week? Oh, it's it's just it's t- it's really tough to like get off speed there. It just it just is. I mean, um, I, I I don't really like buying into like uh, speed when when kind of everyone is going to be on them, but. You know, it, it's just like he, Colonial is just one of those tracks. Like we mentioned, I mean, Zach Johnson in his prime, like one year, I think like three times guys just come here and, and they make their money. And that's like the, what Jordan Spieth has become in, in some senses, right? You know, we saw him win at Hilton Head as well. So 10-4, um, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I think that you just start there and, and you can kind of look to differentiate elsewhere. I think it's really just like the second pick that that you're going to have to, you know, sort of deal with. I mean, do you, do you go with Morikawa who looks semi-close right now at 10-7 or do you really try and, and dial it up with like a, a Hovland or something like that who you know I mean if, if he's if his ball striking doesn't take a tip tick up he's going to be struggling out of the bunkers here because there's quite a bit of bunkers on this course so um Spieth to me is is kind of where I would start uh I think he should be at least you know switch places with Morikawa just because of the course history he's just too cheap um so that's where I would go and then you know you again if you want to pair someone and, and make your Spieth lineup unique you certainly can in different ways, but hard for me to rank anyone above speeds just in terms of like price and uh, you know, wh- where he's sitting. The course history is ridiculous. It's a track that he obviously likes and it makes sense. The ball striking right now is ridiculous. Eight and a half strokes T to green at the PGA. And that was his worst performance basically over the last month. Uh, T to green. He's just hasn't really found it with the putter, but clearly we know he can do that. Ken Morikawa. I mean, I guess he could. He's had two appearances here. He played really, really well. One of them, he did find the putter. His ball striking is so good. Hovland, to me, I'm interested for sure. I'm with you. Spieth's going to be the most popular. He should be. I want to play Spieth. But I think that Hovland on these technical tracks can still find ways to do it off the tee, to give him a ton of short irons, to avoid the around the green as much as possible. Maybe I'm digging in too much, but I see some correlation to Mayakoba to OHL things like that and Hovland has surged there so part of it is that they're weak fields but the other part of it is that he's not having to really be aggressive off the tee I think that helps him a lot in ways that maybe we don't see yeah absolutely I know I know he's done he's, he's had a couple like moments at, at Hilton Head where he was close to you know he almost won a Valspar which I think is actually like a very good correlation yep. here the, the really skinny fairways that have a lot of like little dog legs in them so uh, Again, it's it's Spieth, but then you know there's no one else after that that I'm I'm super would be super bullish on Scheffler. You know you might get lower ownership on him as well, but are we still just playing for the regression? Like I, I like paying down for Hovland uh, as well rather than than starting with Spieth Scheffler. Spieth Scheffler is also just too expensive probably, so it makes a lot more sense. I think a lot of people will will probably just give Will Zalatoris a click just because they're like, well, in, in just in case it happens again this week. But I, I agree. Like Hovland is, is still the better player as well. So if you're if you're looking to differentiate, I mean, I think Morikawa speed lineups will also be popular 
in GPPs, which just makes, you know, a Spieth Hovland, again, if you're looking to start with Spieth and, and you just find just eating that chalk, which I think is, is good because, again, I don't, I don't think this is a course you necessarily want to fade him at at this price. Hovland makes a ton of sense to go to. Um, you've got guys under him, too, and like Sam Burns. Max Homa I like, but he's priced up here now where – there's just no more discount. And, um, you know, there's, there's players under him that I kind of like just as much. So I think going with, with Spieth and, and, and Hovland is fine. If you're going to go double down in this 10 gate range, that'd be my preferred bill. And, and the interesting thing, and not to not listen, you could make an easy case for all six of these guys. That's why they're up there. We say that every week. When I look at Will Z, he, he had his spike performance last week and that's why he easily yeah. could have won. He gained four and a half strokes with the putter and another two and a half around the green. Both of those are kind of anomalies. So you're asking him to kind of repeat what I, I call an outlier. I think the second place finish was actually the outlier to some degree. Oh, absolutely. It was. I mean, like, again, you're asking Zalatoris to perform like, you know, to, to be consistent with the putter for two weeks in a row and, and an event where guys just, you know, can get, have to get so red hot with the putter just to, to give themselves a chance to win. I, I won't be shocked if he finishes like T20 or T14 again, because he's yeah, just but, so good in the long game. But no, I, I think at 10-1, um, yeah, I, I'd rather just take lower ownership on another player at that, at that same price with Hovland. You, you mentioned, because like I said, I like speed, I like Hovland, but the nines, you're definitely going to be able to build balance if you want to roll the dice and say, if speed doesn't win and I survive the big names, I can yep. get two or three of these guys in the same lineup. Is it someone like Burns or is it even more balanced with like Answer who played really well? Sanjay is back. Finau, he was kind of there. I mean, he didn't really do anything or a bounce back with Berger who clearly likes this course. I, I think that if you're starting in 9K, like the, the contrarian move will maybe be to start with Sam Burns because I think a lot of people will just look at Burns and be like, okay, I'm either paying up to get to Hovland or, or, or uh, Zal Torres. I'm just going to go down to Answer. Burns, though, again, I mean, we just talked about Valspar. He dominates that track. It's, it's a similar type of build, you know, a, a less than par 72. And Burns is a player who can gain 10 strokes putting for you. Like, absolutely he can. That's his best club still probably. So, um, but he, he's a good player. He's, he's been a little bit up and down. That's just kind of the guy he is, I think. But, I mean, that's, that's probably a way to start. I do like Answer better. I mean, I, I think this is just such a perfect fit for Abraham Answer that, um, you know, the upside with Burns – probably better for GPPs, but like overall, just as a play, I mean, T14 here the last two years now coming off best ball striking week of the season. He's good. He's got good bent grass putting strokes splits too. answer does for, for what it, it uh, it's worth. And um, he can get hot with that club, but you know, answers biggest out, like just performance wise negativity this year has really been around the greens and you know, he, he can just get a player, we can just get hot around the greens at some point. He seems to hole out a lot on weeks that he does well. So I, I like, I really like answer this week. I think he's actually undervalued in the betting market too. I know he's like plus 4,000 on DraftKings, which I was kind of surprised to see coming off the top 10 at a major. So um, Burns and answer two players. I, I almost don't even mind starting with those two again in lineups where you're uh, where you're fading speed. Yeah, I mean, I think answer is going to be, and this is why our premium tools are so important. We'll see as the week develops. I think he's going to be very popular, but rightfully yeah. so. Now, if you're starting Spieth answer, you got four spots to really mix it up because you're not going to be even remotely close to being alone there. I'm yeah. not going to push back a ton on Burns. The one thing, he's definitely an elite putter, but it's mostly on Bermuda. He's got big Bermuda splits. He's an LSU guy. The Valspar's in Florida. That's the one thing, but we know that Burns can do it. The guy that I struggle with is Sanjay. I think this is a really good course for him. 
he was, I guess, like trapped in South Korea with COVID. Now he's back. But I don't know. I mean, Honda winner, I kind of see it. He's played well at Valspar, well-rounded game. I'm interested to see where the ownership comes in on Sanjay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think it'll be high at all. I mean, um, you look at, I, I think that people will just ultimately side with with Finau, who's you know got a runner-up finish here. And even some some people will leak down to Berger. Like if you're deciding between Sanjay and Berger, I think that with just with Berger's history at these type of tracks, people will probably just look to to take a, a shot with him rather than going with Sanjay. But I like it too. I mean, again, we're not talking about a player who's necessarily like it's it's not really injury. He he was he was fine at the Hilton Head. It's actually started, you know, he was great at the Masters. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're, you're taking a little bit of a variance in the fact that he's, he's had a rest. But maybe, like, if, if the rest is – if anyone needed a rest, it was probably Sung J.M. anyways, right, because he plays so much. So, um, I, I, I like it. Like you said, he was like – I think he just missed the playoff here in 2020 on, on the restart year. So, it's a really good track for him, too. I, I think, uh, you know, just a player who's good, like, kind of in the all-around game. His around the green game can get a little bit dicey, but, um, you know, he doesn't have to do that too much off the tee here. And he's generally pretty accurate off the tee, um, you know, on these technical tracks. So I, I think Sanjay's fine as a play um, and, and you should be getting, you may even get like half ownership on him than compared to Finau, right? I don't really have a reason to like recommend Finau either. I mean, he's a good fantasy scorer, but, you know, like he's, he's, it brings the same kind of problems that Will Zalatoris brings, which is just like, <laughs> sinking up butts, so. Yeah, that could be. I, I do think there are builds, though, because w- when we talk about these technical tracks, I think people overrate that it, it doesn't hurt the distance. The advantage is just mitigated. And like a guy like Finau, he can still do some things kind of like Hovland. But I agree. He's going to have to find something. If he's going to find it, I do think his best chance is on bent grass. But it, it's still definitely an issue. You know, for Finau's definitely Finau. capable of like a, a coke rack week where he gains like five strokes off the tee and just like, you know, is, is zoned yep. in there. But he also has to marry that with the putter, right? So, I mean, you know, I, I look, we, we're talking about this range. I mean, I definitely think you can start with, like, could, could you just do, like, answer him Finau build? I mean. It's it, going to be different. Yeah, it's going to be different, but I, I really don't dislike it that much. I mean, I think Finau has upside. It's just if you're getting, like, half the ownership on Sanjay, it's it's something that, you know, you, you have to think about a little bit. But um, I do like I do like this range, obviously. I mean, I, I – Burns is, is kind of like a guy where you, you kind of maybe, maybe mix in, but you won't, you're not going to have to go too crazy to go over the field. I think, I think this Sungjae Finau answer, it, I, and I would probably rate all those guys over Berger. I don't know. Berger has just like left a bad taste in my mouth with his majors. I don't know what to do with him. It's really just, it's a little much. I, I'll let, I'll let ownership dictate it a little bit. I think that yeah. Sungjae, honestly not playing like the it's crazy out of sight out of mind people are just not yep. thinking of him if he played and even played normal last week he would be more popular than he's going to be this week so I want to monitor that but obviously we still plenty of guys to get to AK range Taylor Gooch Tommy Fleetwood's been a popular name I'm guilty of it too a lot of people like him he's 40 to 1 in the betting market he's been in my one and done article he's been in my outright article it's there's a lot going on here you've got Webb, Mito, more power to him for playing i thought he was definitely going to withdraw davis riley i can't get him right bryson withdrew co-crack the champ what are you doing the eights i i think i'm just making a stand on davis riley to the point where i'm just playing him every week i'm just like i'm just going to bet i'm just going to have exposure to him every week i think he's that like i think he's that good that you really should um you know like high birdie rate 
Um, obviously, like the ball striking last week was off the charts. He can get hot with the putter. It's really nothing to dislike. Like I'll, I'll just live and die with with you know if if he has like one of those like kind of young kid moments where he just blows up. On, on, but I, I just I, I've come to appreciate just like how good he kind of is at golf. That I, I I like that. I think Pereira is is okay to fade. I really like Mito too. I was really on him at the Byron Nelson. So seeing him like almost win last week was kind of heartbreaking in a way. But um, I really like his long term prospects. I'm just you know now he's priced up. It's, it's, I'm, like you said, I, I'm kudos to him for him being in the field, but I'm just going to pretend he doesn't exist this week. Um, I, I, Fleetwood, I've gone back and forth on Fleetwood uh, like already, like twice. I, I've just seen this story from Fleetwood so many times. Yep. He comes off a big major. Everyone's like, okay, here we go. It's going to happen. And then it's just like, okay, T30. Like, I, I've just seen it too many times. And now he's, he's at 8,800. And I look at this range. Like you got Gary Woodland sitting down there at 7,900 who I, I really like. And I just don't think, I think if I'm paying up for someone in the high eight range, I'm just going to take the, the easy target and go with Webb. Gain strokes through the bag last week. He absolutely dominates these technical tracks, likes playing the week after the major, as we know at Hilton head. I, I think Webb is, is probably the better play, even though like my heart would really like to see Fleetwood break through um, just because, you know, he's, uh, we, you and I both appreciate these Euro grinders. So. No doubt. So I'm definitely going to get some Fleetwood. I, I like him. I know we've seen the story before and we have gained in all four categories. And listen, that's the whole point of the story. Like it all checks out. That's why it's heartbreaking every time. It's not any red flags on the surface. I totally get what you're saying about Webb. I've been not that I'm a big Webb guy, but I have really been adamant not to play him this year. I didn't think he was healthy. This was the yeah. first tournament that he really looked like Webb, not just with you know, the ball striking is never immaculate per se off the tee, but putting short game, it was really, really good at the PGA and in some tough conditions, he posted some good numbers there. Davis Riley, I, I, I have nothing to say about he's, he's one of these guys. I don't think we really know yet. And that's a good thing. Like at first I was like, Oh, this guy's just an elite putter. Now he's an elite ball striker and he can't really put it's all over the <laughs> yeah. map. He kind of has like the Wyndham Clark thing going where he gains off the tee and with the putter and his irons are weak. So he just might be a super talent. And if you look back a year from now, Davis Riley could be over 10 K in this field, or he could be under seven K. I think both of those are realistic options. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I've come to appreciate how, like you said, I, I, I would side on the fact that, cause I, I was, I was kind of the same vein. I'm like, okay, like, like he's spiking, but you know, is this sustainable? But I, you know, but having this is some of this is just the eye test too. Like his swing just looks, it's just butter. Like it's 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 beautiful to watch. Uh, I think that he's got good touch around the greens. It's inconsistent sometimes, but it's there. And I think that when he starts to put it all together, um, you'll see just you know more a little bit more consistency. So maybe a player who who's always got like a little bit of like up and downness in him. But I think that um, I, I think that again, like I I, I like. I, I kind of like the setup for him too. Again, you know, the, we're talking about correlations. The Valspar, I think, is a good one. You saw him compete there on, on like a more technical track. So uh, I really do not dislike him at 8,400. Um, it, it's, it's a little bit worrisome targeting guys come, sometimes coming off like good performances at the PGA. Is this the, the deflation effect that we get? But I, I, I just, I appreciate the upside. Like I said, I, I kind of just taken a stance where I think that every time I kind of get a chance, I'm just going to play them. So. Listen, I'm a huge proponent of that. I call it like macro buying. You just play the guy, bet the guy, yeah. and you know that you're going to get paid off somewhere. You don't know where it's going to be, Yeah. but it's really hard to pinpoint. And that could be Davis Riley. I just, 
his his data it, he does nothing consistent he has shown that he can spike in all four categories and it could be any one i mean you mentioned valspar and it's like oh nice then he lost 12 strokes tee to green at heritage like it, it's just and then he rebounded with a fifth ninth and 13th it's yeah. it's just that type of player elite upside i think he is one of the more likely miscut candidates in this range though as well and that's just something you have to pay for for that to me web is the safest uh web and fleetwood can i get you on kevin nah you mentioned he's someone who wins more than he probably should he loves this course billy ho is also in this range feel free to take that i'm not touching that what do you do with the last couple guys in the eights yeah, no, we don't we don't play Billy Ho on this no. on the show. No, no, we <laughs> least, do not. At least I don't. I don't. Maybe Eric does. I don't know. But maybe in Florida. That's maybe, I can it's true. He's Florida. a Florida guy. I, I can't do I this though. But um, no, um, Kevin Na, absolutely. I mean, I don't even really need to be talking to Kevin Na. Um, look, I mean, Kevin Na is it's like the poor man's Jordan Spieth. I mean, he just uh, you know obviously he's going to be a little bit less consistent, but like you know around the greens, Colonial with the and, and just spiking with the putter and, and nod looks you know finally to the point where i just don't think you need to worry about him like withdrawing or something like that like he's played four events in a row the ball striking has been super solid in all those events um we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches hensonshavingcom slash holiday new on curiosity stream i'm james burke I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. We're just kind of just, you know, can he just get hot with the putter, which Kevin not tends to do. So 8,100 at the very least, you could easily make a case that like, you know, with Webb at 87 and, and, and not at 81, like not is the better value here. So yeah, uh, absolutely. You can talk me into Kevin Nod. There's, there's really nothing that I have even remotely bad to say about him. It's just, you know, is, is the ownership levels going to be to the point where like, again, if you're starting lineups with Spieth, do you want not in there as well? Because it's, it's kind of like just going to be the the easy build, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have anything to say. He's, he's, he's a solid play. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Nas, the type of guy, kind of what we're talking about. If you roster him, you're going to have a handful of weeks where you're just like, why did I play this guy? He withdrew. Why did I play this guy? He's six over through eight holes. You're going to have a couple of weeks a year where he puts it all together and he wins. Uh, yeah. And then you get paid off. So I get it. I think this, is a little tricky because to me, he's in the Usti category of you almost want to play Kevin Na when everyone is saying, don't play Kevin Na here because yeah. of the course history. Everybody's like, oh, Kevin Na, he's a, he's a proven winner. He loves this track. If he's really popular, I will make a stand and I will make a pivot to some of the guys in that neighboring range. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, I mentioned, Woodland is a guy who, like, if you're asking me too, like for, for, if I'm making like one, you know, let's say you're throwing like one lineup into the Billy maker or something like that. If you're looking to just differentiate, like, I think you'll get lower ownership on Woodland 
And I I mean, I I like Gary this week. I mean, he wasn't really in contention last week, but he was fine. He gained strokes. He's got a great history on technical tracks. Um, You know, he's, he's top five at Sony. He's top five at this event. He he's actually a better putter than people give him credit for too. He's certainly improved his putting later in his career. Um, I, I think that again, like letting ownership kind of make the decision for you here. If Woodland is like half the ownership of Na, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be all over that. So Woodland's a guy I'm definitely betting as well this week at plus 5,000. Um, I just like the way he's progressed. Uh, I, like I said, I kind of just like everything about it. So that's definitely the player. Like I, I would look to pivot to if Na is just coming in too hot or something. And I just, I just like Woodland this week in general. So. That's something we have to keep our eye on. Again, the tools that you are going to want to check out. We've got plenty of them. We've yep. got some free tools today. It's all across the sports. We've got MLB main slate ownership projections. So if you're playing baseball, you want to check those out. NBA ownership projections. So we've got the Mavericks trying to stave off elimination. The NHL player projections. So you can find out that my man, Drysaitel, will be scoring tonight multiple goals. I'm telling you, the Oilers got it in high gear today. And the PJ Top Golfers. Cool. We've got a lot. Maybe Vander Kane, another hat trick. Why not? I am all. I am on your bandwagon with your boys. Uh, anyway, love it, love it. More Glad that you've come over from the dark side. I think you were on the Flames. You're, you're kind of talking the Flames up earlier in the season. Yeah, so. because you don't play def. You, I mean, don't get me started. But the defense <laughs> with Mike, I can't. Uh, nine goals later, they figured it out. So I, I am a Flames guy, but I like what I see. I like what I see from Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk is quietly playing really, really good golf. Yep. Fifth at the PGA, he gained in all four categories. He has gained off the tee in every single event this year. He has yep. gained with the approach in every single event since February. And he has gained around the green in every single event except two. So it is consistent. Now the putter comes and goes and more, most likely goes. But I really like Chris Kirk. I think you could take Kirk and Woodland at the same $7,900 price tag. Yeah. I mean, another player, I just like, I mean, I like Chris Kirk and, and like you said, I think the biggest thing with his game this year is the, the off the tee stuff. It's really consistent. And it, it looks like he's gained a little bit with his driver too, which is, is big for a guy like him. Like we saw him compete at Bay Hill. He, he had the lead at Bay Hill. Like he actually probably should have won that event. He kind of just crapped the bed after he took the lead, <laughs> like bogeyed the next two holes. But for him to compete at a longer course like that with guys like Scheffler, like he is playing good golf. Like you said, um, is the putter going to show up for Chris Kirk? If it does, he will probably be there. Um, there's, there's really nothing to dislike. Again, uh, you got to let the, the ownership, I think, dictate a little bit here, but you're getting him at a cheaper price than Nah. If Nah was, say, coming in, um, and this is, again, you know, we're talking about Osmo. Like you, you guys should really definitely check it out, especially if it's free today. But if he was coming in at like half the ownership or even like 5% less than not, I absolutely would side with Chris Kirk here. Um, So really consistent golf, as you just laid out, obviously a former winner here too, never a bad thing. And this is just a track that rewards guys like that who just come and play it and and learn the quirks every year. So um, you look at that range, you know, after Kirk and Woodland, things get, you know, they they, they get just more variable, you know, like Munoz is a guy who could come in here and shoot like 15 under or 15 over. Um, Justin Rose coming off a big week at the PGA. I, I just don't trust Justin Rose right now, later in his career. So, you know, he could spike again, but I, I'm probably going to avoid that. But, you know, Woodland and Kirk, I, I think are two guys you can hang your hats on for sure. What do you, so uh, I'm glad that you kind of framed it like that. Cause you like Woodland, you like Kirk. Do you put HV three behind both of them? Is he in the mix for you? Because this is another guy that 
quietly putting together really good performances. I think that it's pretty clear he prefers technical tracks, OHL, Heritage twice, the players. Uh, Where is he fall under priority risk? Because this is a target-rich environment for me. Yeah, I mean, um, I I definitely would put him above Rose and Munoz. I mean, I don't don't dislike Munoz, but like, again, I just... I, I just don't really feel like this is the, the type of place where I want to take a shot with him. Um, I, I like, I, I like taking shots, like maybe it was a bit more of a birdie fest, but um, on an event where you just, you got to avoid some bogeys, like, you know, later in the rounds, it's Munoz just feels like kind of disaster waiting to happen. I, I would definitely rank Varner right, right up there with Woodland and Kirk, probably just behind them, but um, not, not far. I mean, like, like you said, you, you see the correlation forming with Varner, and, you know, he, the fact that he's able to, to get into himself in contention at, at courses like the OHL, like, like Hilton had consistently. And, and there's even been more examples of that. Like, I'm pretty sure he's in contention, like the Wyndham too, at one yeah, point. So, so I, I think those three are kind of in a class by themselves. And as you go down, um, things get just, it, it's actually like a precipitous drop-off in a lot of ways this week. Like after you get past those three players, you know, just, just looking at the, at the grouping that's coming, um, you know, are people going to flock to Mav McNeely at like 7,500 just because he makes like every cut really didn't play well last week, but that's not necessarily like the worst. I, I kind of like this track for McNeely too, but the point is, I guess, you know, none of these guys after Varner stand out to me as like the same type of plays. So there's, does feel like a bit of a drop off this week. Um, is, 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 is everyone going to like stay off CT pan for the late withdrawal? That's my guy. Because he's another player who's, I think he's gained strokes on approach, like eight straight starts, man. 100 to one. I, yeah. I don't yeah. really get that number. No, I'm, it's CT Pan's got every valuable. comp that you want. He's a winner at Heritage. Yeah. He's a runner up at Wyndham. Third at Honda. Third at this very course. Playing good golf. Length is not an issue. He's been positive T to green in basically every event this year. Made five straight cuts. I really like the spot for him. Now there are some downsides and you mentioned some of that, but he's the same price as Maverick. I think that's fantastic because people yeah. see Maverick's name. They want to play him. He's making cuts. He's paying people off. Give me the direct pivot at hopefully a fraction of the ownership. Yeah. The direct pivot again, coming off like the last time we saw him was on the tweet by the PGA communication saying he, he had withdrawn late and just blew up everyone's lineups on a week where, you know, people were kind of on him. So, which is um, good yeah, too. but People CT don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, I'm not playing him again. He just killed me. That means nothing. You know, no. if there's one person that I do shows with that knows because of Usti, it's you. And you <laughs> know how that goes. Like, you just have to deal with that. You ride with it, man. I yeah. mean, it, like you, you, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, uh, for, look, if you're playing PGA DFS, I, I get it. Like you want, people want to change it and they want to make things better and they want to take it out. But it is what it is. Like if you're playing, it's going to eventually happen to you. It sucks waking up Thursday and seeing your lineups dead. It, it's, it sucks. You've spent like two days creating lineups. You think you've got a great player pool and it's just blown up. It sucks, but you have to wipe it out of your mind and just take every week as a separate thing. CT Pan had a late withdrawal because of illness. He's playing really good golf. The setup does not get better than this for him. And he's 7,500. Like you said, he's plus one, he's plus 10,000 in the betting market too. So um, if you're getting like less than 10% ownership on him, I think he's, he's probably the best play in that range because, you know, you can make a case for Hoagie too. Who's, who's like, I think a good fit, but um, yeah, 
uh, CT pan. Ho- hopefully people just keep staying off. Yeah. Uh, Hoagie's an interesting because he's just had absolutely awful course history, but I think there's a real argument to be made that Tom Hoagie's just a better player now yeah. and all his data mm. is just bad because he's turned the corner. He has found something and he is making kind of amends at a lot of courses that he, he hasn't played well historically. Yeah. And, and I think that like with the data we're getting, like it really says Tom Ogie is a guy who should play well. At, like, I mean, his win at obviously Pebble Beach is it's a, just a yeah. shorter technical track. I think that you'll, you'll see him poke up more at, at places like Colonial over time. So, um, I, I mean, I've been like, Hoagie is, is one of those guys who I used to be, you know, trying, trying to hit when he was more inconsistent. Now he's got consistent. It's like, I haven't really just gotten on the train where I should just play him, but like, I, I'm, I wouldn't be scared to play him this week just because of a little bit of poor history. I think if anything, again, maybe you get like a bit of a major championship hangover with him, but that's just playing narratives. Like at 7,600, he he's probably uh, a little bit underpriced. So um, the rest of this range, like under Hoagie, it looks like just kind of yeah, pick here your we poison. Go. I mean, is, is Troy Merritt, I made fun of Troy Merritt for being plus 5,000 in the DraftKings Sportsbook, but I really don't dislike him for DFS necessarily at 70. No, he's going to putt. He yeah. always putts. That's all he really does. Um, it, the problem for me isn't the play itself. It's the same problem I have with Hoagie. Kirk, Woodland, Varner, CT Pan. I think that Maverick is fine. Like, I'm not sure how many other spots I have left. So right. if right. you want to go to Troy Merritt, that's fair. He's with an interesting range. You've got Reed. You've got Ricky. You've got Kisner or another, again, a noted truther. Are you, did you see enough from Ricky or did you just say, this is like the CJ cup. He does this occasionally. And then he falls back to irrelevance. Oh man. Like I I'm, I'm a little good. bit wary of playing one thing. Ricky still, and he still does this. Well, he preps well for major championships. Like let's not forget he was top 10 at the PGA last year too, but I've seen this from Ricky a lot throughout his career too. He just typically the week after majors, it's not his scene. It's like, okay, the big events over the cameras are off. I've just like, I'm disinterested again. So I, I, I started the week off by thinking, okay, should like, this is, we're still getting good price on Ricky. He's, he's made a couple cuts in a row. The he's at least gaining strokes consistently. I don't know, man. I mean, I want to be there. Like I really want to get on Ricky. I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it feels like thin. Like it just, it just feels it like it's feel still thin. not quite there. Right. Is it, I don't know. Is, is that kind of how it feels to you? Like, I, I mean, I, I, I have no credibility left with it. It makes just, no sense. Ricky, I swear to God, the reason he does well in majors is because after 36 holes, no matter where they're playing, Ricky is like plus one at a major. It's like, okay, nice. Right through the cut at every other event. It's like, wow, he missed the cut yeah. by three strokes. He, I don't know what to make of it because if truly, when you look at the numbers, the ball striking hasn't been that bad, particularly the irons, but his putter doesn't help him anymore. No, that used to be such a, it's like Jason day to some extent, like he used to mask that he was never even in the ballpark of like the Morikawas of the world, even in his prime. And now without that, he's just not there. I I'm okay with Ricky this week. I think it's partly because the range is pretty weak as we work down. Yeah. Like you've got Merritt, Neesmith, EVR, Poulter, Cam Davis, uh, KH Lee. Like these games are fine, but to me, nothing really piques my interest. Yeah. And it's, it's such a good, I mean, we'll talk about Ricky a little bit more, but his short game used to just be so good. Like again, definitely mentioned in the Jason day category. It's just, 
it's just not as consistent anymore. It just doesn't save him. But you're, you're, you're correct. Like we've, we've already talked about the weakness of this range, right? I mean, like if, if your best, if, if my best name I'm throwing out is Troy Merritt, it, it's really not, I don't think incorrect to consider guys like Fowler or Reed as plays in this range. I mean, even just seeing Patrick Reed at 7,400 is a little bit jarring, but um, we're noted Ricky truthers here. I, I don't, I, I guess we'll side with him. And um, you know, maybe, maybe this is the week, you know, Ben cross greens t- typically were, were some of his best back in the day. He, he's still got that spike putter that, you know, a pretty good stroke that it, it could hit any week. So if you want the true wild man in terms of form, we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday what are you because i've seen chad mention it already i've seen this name in the in the industry lucas herbert a bear whatever ah. this guy's name is talented guy clearly he wins Herbs. then he misses cuts for like a month then he top tens at api then he does nothing but he only plays in like the elite tournaments he, his, he played the players <laughs> the masters and the pga yeah. healthy living I, I mean do you go there or do you just say let other people try to hero that I would say where do you play Grio? Grio is also there. Grio is there. Um, so yeah, the, like this range is, I, I almost like that. I like the players at 7,100, like almost as much. As I like the players at like 7,400. I think that the upside and, and like consistency is, is pretty similar. Um, Grio at 7k. I, I mean, like the, the forum does seem to be coming around a little bit and he just loves this course so much. It's also interesting with Grio, like he's made 19, he's made 19 and 20 birdies in his last two starts. Like that, that is, that's interesting. So, I mean, it, the, the confidence seems to be building a bit and, and now he's coming to a track where maybe he just knows his way around a little bit better. I'm definitely going to let other people try and, and hit on Herbert this week. Um, he's a pretty talented player as we've seen, like he's, he's got a little bit of that, like Davis Riley in him where he can kind of just like spike in any category, any week, but um super inconsistent and coming off like a really big major performance. I gotta, I just, I just don't trust it enough that there's not going to be some kind of dip. So I'd probably actually side with Grio if I was choosing between those two. Also don't hate David Lipsky staying on him. Um, I think it's a good track for him. I know like uh, three weeks ago at Mexico open, he gained like 10 strokes on approach, but he's a solid player. Um, you know, one last year on the corn ferry, almost won again at, at, at multiple points. Uh, he's won on the European tour as well. Like Lipsky is a guy at seven K I think could absolutely pop for a top 10 here. So um, I, I probably almost like Lipsky better than, than Grio or Herbert this week. If I'm dead being dead honest, just because of the setup, but there's, there's a lot of names here. We can make case for Brennan Todd, Russell Knox. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. I, so I'm going to ride with Lipsky though. I, I like Lipsky at seven K uh, a player I've been on for, for a few weeks. And, and I, I really still see no reason not to uh, not to think about him again this week. Going to be a good GPP target. He will not be popular. Uh, Griot for show I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know what to do with Griot. He has shown that he likes this course. He also, it's a little skewed. He came in third here, but he gained 10.5 strokes. Right. Putting. 
that will never happen again ever uh i think he's in range of being playable but i'm not going to force it the one guy i'll I'll kind of your david lipsky is my jj spawn i think in this range jj spawn is a guy that we, we saw of course the breakthrough but i thought he really represented himself well after that he made the cut at the masters a couple missed yep. cuts here and there but tita green it's been fine these are the type of tracks that i again think that he would be good at ohl heritage we, we've seen that so if you want a flyer i don't mind that as well but let's go to the cheap he's got about 10 minutes left here plenty of time to talk i mean i don't know denny denny mcputz He's going to, he's going to gain five strokes putting, but that's about all he does. Is there someone in the upper sixes that kind of caught your eye? Yeah, there's, there's someone in the upper sixes who I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing a Hail Mary on this week and it's Steven Yager, 6,800. I I love Steven Yager, man. Mr. 58. Yeah. Mr. 58 has won six times as a professional. Look, everyone's talking about Mito last year. Yager lost in a playoff on the Corn Ferry Tour to Mito Pereira, and they were both going after their third win. So Yager was basically matched like win for win with Mito last year on the same tour. I'm not saying that necessarily translates like straight over. Yager's a much different player. But you you look at what Yager does well, and then you look at what the winners of the vet of the Colonial have done well. Kisner, I'm talking Kisner, nah, great short games, just massive with the putter. Yager's top five in like strokes game putting on bent grass. He's second in around the green stats. He's a maestro around the greens and his ball striking over the last three events has been remarkably solid. He's getting over four strokes in the last couple of events. And I'm telling you, this guy's very, very confident. Like when he gets a sniff and his game is there, he will go for it. So at 6,800, I'm all about it. I know last time I checked on drafting sports rookies plus 20,000, like yeah, I said, it's a bit of a Hail Mary him. play for me this week, throwing a little bit more units than usual at a guy plus 2,000. But I really feel like Steven Yager will win on the PJ Tour at some point. So I'm taking, a, I'm taking a dart here this week. And I like him, man. I mean, there's really nothing bad to say. I think this track sets up well. Like I said, the game just looks exactly the same as guys like Nah. And I, there's, there's no arguing with the stats that say he's, he's gaining like massive strokes on approach right now. I mean, I played him at Byron Nelson. Uh, th- this is a guy, for whatever reason, I also was somewhat enamored with when he came out, and it just, it just yeah, simply it did. didn't work. Yeah. But I, I said this a lot. I think that Hovland and Morikawa and now Cameron Young and Will, like they do not. It's not their fault, but they do a lot of people with this service because everyone, if you don't start immediately contending. It's like, oh, well, this guy, he's, it's over. And it's yeah. like, that's not always the case. Some of these guys, they have to get some reps. And then they go back and they kind of fix it. And then they emerge and they really start uh, their ascension. And I don't think it's crazy to think that Steven Yeager could be that type of player. So yeah, I will look to him. Can you get any interest in Pat Perez? Yeah, absolutely. I can. Um, I, I think that this is like the, the type of track. I mean, you know, we don't have Kuchar to play, so why not look to, to like Pat Perez as, as like the, the veteran guy to lean on at 6,900? I mean, he really hasn't been that bad this year. Um, he's actually been consistent for Perez. Um, great course history. You know, again, like once we get down to 7K, I mean, you know, it's kind of pick your poison. I think a guy like like Yager has, has much better upside. I think even a guy like Streelman probably has slightly better upside, but you know, if you're looking for more of a cut maker, like a guy to, to potentially just like get through the cut and post the top 40 in this range. Um, I, w- I would definitely take like Perez um, over probably even over Streelman. So 
Um, he's, he's definitely in play. Like, I think that it's it just, it's kind of like, who are you really targeting here? Do you want the pure upside and, and you're just going to target guys like Streelman and, and Yager in your player pool? Or do you want to mix in a little bit of that, like more consistency? Cause I think Perez has a great chance to make the cut here. Um, he's, he's, he's really not playing that badly. Again, a guy who knows these greens extremely well, probably isn't going to shoot himself out of contention early and, and just at the very least be hovering around the cut come Friday. So. How low are you willing to go? Because I think these are pretty reasonable guys. But say say you're like, yeah. you know what? I really like Spieth. I really like Hovland. And I want to try to get answer. Something like that. Well, you're going to have to dip. You're going to have to find salary relief. I think that Patrick Rogers is playable. It's hard to uh, stomach that because he, he can burn you. But he's made three straight cuts. He's a yeah. good putter. I think yeah. it's a pretty good track for him. He's 6,600. Schwab is there. Bo Hostler's down here, Charlie Hawk. There are names. I just, you know, the, the miscut equity is very, very high. Yeah. Rogers definitely feels like the, a little bit of the safest from these guys. He's, he's probably not striking it well enough to like really get himself in contention, but he's striking it better than he, he usually does. Yeah. And he's, he's going to at least hang around the cut line. If the putter does get hot, he can certainly make some surges for you. So definitely agree from, from that perspective. Um, I, I think he can go a little bit lower, like Brandon Wu, is probably a good, you know, a good player to, to potentially take a shot with here. Again, playing more just for pure upside in this range. Um, Wu's probably got a better chance of, of like getting himself like a, like a really top finish than say a Patrick Rogers, but I don't mind it. Um, Harry Higgs is probably another player. I mean, you've got like Kitty Yama sitting there too. I mean, I don't really like the setup for Kurt Kitty Yama, who can be pretty wild off the tee, but like he's, he's pretty good. I mean, he, he somehow managed to like a third at the Honda classic. So I, I just, I still don't know how that result happened with Kirk Kitayama, like having seen him play on the Euro tour and stuff, but you know, again, you're, you're playing for pure upside. I mean, um, these are the names that you have to start looking at. I think that the player, if you're going under 65, that I probably feel like the most comfortable with, especially with the track reasons, Tyler Duncan. Um, he's, he's been a, like, you know, you see the three missed cuts, but it really hasn't been terrible. Like there he's, he, he was actually doing some stuff really well at the start of the year and it just kind of faded off a little bit in, in, in certain aspects, but the ball striking is actually pretty good. And this type of track is, is where you want Tyler Dong. He's not big off the tee at all, but he'll hit fairways and the irons can certainly get up there with the best of them. So I think T dunks at uh, 6,300 as we all know and love them. Um, probably my, my best play there under 64. So this guy's not under 64. I do think, that JT Poston as a tournament play could make some sense, depending if he's popular. This is a guy, he's got all the comp courses. He was third at Heritage and ninth at Wells Fargo in recent weeks. His stats are all over the map. Elite putter. He's got the Wyndham comp. I, I get that. Sub 65. <laughs> Honestly, I know I, I'm not saying do this, but like Sneds is down there. He's 62. That's really low. I mean, I know he's not doing anything, but like, I, I still believe, like, if you want to say that Kevin Na is a poor man's speed, at this point, Sneds is a poor man's Kevin Na <laughs> because right. he comes out of nowhere. And yeah. when he has it. Yeah, no, it's I mean, on. Like, it's, it's on. Like, so like when he's confident around the greens, absolutely. No, that's, that, that's a good point. I mean, I, I, I've like, literally my eyes just drifted right over Brand Snedeker. I was looking at Wyndham Clark. And obvious like, reasons. I, it's just like, it's like, they just blacked out the name. No, but I mean, I think it's just like not used to seeing him at this price. Right. I mean, usually even in, in on courses like this, when we see Snedeker, he still gets priced at like seven K 
even when he's coming in on missed cuts. So they haven't really priced in any history with Snedeker or just like course fit here because, you know, again, I mean, this, these are the type of courses where Snedeker typically does his best work lately. His best work hasn't been anything, but no. Um, Oh, actually frick. I mean, I mean, I forgot about my, my top 40 play that I'm playing this week. Bare minimum. You know who I'm going. The bare minimum. Streb shank. Oh, not Nick Watney. No, no, no. We're going much older than these guys. Wow, Luke Donald. Luke Donald! You're go- Honestly, though, before you <laughs> do Luke Donald, I got to ask you, are you surprised that Shank is the min? Yeah, it's, it is. it is. I mean... The min? Like, really? Shank is... Straight cuts. He just made the oh, cut I know. major? Like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, actually. Like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's like, it's tempting, right, to get, to go with it makes it tempting to use a player at the min, like with Adam Shank sitting there. I mean, it I really does. This week, I, I really do think you can build very aggressive and use a guy that's slow. But talk to me. This would be a perfect way to end the show. Talk I mean, to me about Luke yeah. Donald. Luke Donald is more of a, of a top 40 play for me. I, I, I don't know if the upside is quite there for DFS, but uh, like fifth and strokes gain approach, obviously leaking massive strokes off the tee, which is probably going to hold him back from getting a top 20. But, um, you know, the, the approach to there, the putter has actually been a little bit better late. And look, where does Luke Donald, where can he actually like semi-compete these days? It's at short tracks. So Luke Donald, yeah, I think he's like plus 450 to make a top 40. Again, I just wanted to, I just really wanted to say Luke Donald, but um, Shank Listen. is really the play there. If you're doing DFS, if you're going min, yeah, Shank being at 6K um, really makes little sense, little to no sense. It, he's with, it's just a misprice. He's with Aaron Compton. Doesn't mean he's going to make the cut. Doesn't mean no. he's going to pay you off, but he shouldn't be 6K. His top it, 20 equity, like to make the top 20, is, is much higher than pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much anyone in that range. Yeah, I, I would say I so. I feel safe right. saying that. Final thoughts for me. I do think this, because of the, the depth in the sixes relative to the range, it does allow double 10K type builds. Me and Jason Roslin tomorrow night are going to build some of those on the very show. Again, Hit that like button on your way out, things like that. Jeff, any final thoughts before we call it a day on another fun? Charles Schwab should be very entertaining. Yeah, no, I mean, this this one should be good. The weather looks pretty good, so I don't think we'll have to worry about that. Um, just, you know, one of those events where you're probably going to coming into Sunday, like 15 guys probably have a chance to win. Would not be shocked to see an event like that. So, um, you know, spread, your, spread your, your player pool a little bit wider, you know, fit and match and, and wait and a bunch of guys in, in that range we were talking about. I think you'll, you'll probably hopefully come into Sunday with like a, a lineup or two uh, with a real shot. Any other questions guys that we missed at the fantasy grind at jazz Raz DFS. Thanks to Tyler behind the glass. And thanks to you guys tuning in again, live before lock tomorrow night. In the meantime, enjoy all the free tools that we have. Good luck to the Oilers tonight. I'll be watching. Absolutely, I'll man. be rooting for my Rangers. And until then, we will talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Rangers are the best. Rangers are the best. Rangers are the best. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each. You'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns 
reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com.